0: Hi, this is Bo Pilgrim with Bo Nose Insurance. Welcome to my podcast where insurance is made simple. We're going to give you the knowledge that you need to make sure that your insurance is doing its most important job, protecting your assets. Let's dive in. Hi, Bo Pilgrim here with Bow Nose Insurance, going to talk to you today about your first-time home buyers, and the first time you're going to be buying home insurance, uh, I'm going to give you the best practices so that you can know how to buy the best home insurance for you when you're a first-time home buyer. Okay, so we're talking today about buying homeowners homeowners insurance. Whenever this is the first time you're ever buying homeowner insurance. Now, if you already have a home and you already have home insurance, this video really could probably apply to you too. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down all the different things that you need to know about your homeowner insurance so you can make a good informed decision about the homeowner insurance you buy. Look, insurance is expensive, it's complicated, and it doesn't need to be. Um, I'm gonna help break it down so you can understand better what you're buying and make a good informed decision. So let's kind of break it down a little bit. I'm gonna try to break it down to bite-sized pieces to help you understand and show you the different parts to it so that you can understand. So there's kind of like a couple different things we're gonna talk about. Some of it is going to be the different parts to the policy, the different things that are covered, and then also then the different sections of the policy. So hang with me. This one's going to be a little bit longer than the usual video, but hang with me and we're going to get through it. Um, so let's talk about breaking down it first. Uh, in, in the policy, there's six basic things. There's six basic things that are covered underneath your policy when we're talking about property coverage types, or maybe I should say coverage types types or coverage things. Um, the first thing is going to be your dwelling. That's the house itself, right? So you're buying the home, you're buying it for X amount of dollars. Uh, this is going to be the number that's going to represent kind of in that ballpark what that number is. Now, what we actually use is the replacement cost. We figure out inside the agency, uh, any good agent is going to basically figure out what it's going to cost to rebuild or replace that home, and that's the number we're gonna use it use to insure it. It's not gonna be market value, it's gonna be the replacement cost of it. So we'll talk about that just a little bit more in a minute. But anyway, the dwelling or the coverage A, sometimes they'll say um, that is how much we're actually insuring the house for. The second part of it is gonna be your contents. The contents, or they may refer to it as personal property. This is gonna be all the stuff that's inside of your house. But not only the stuff inside the house, like your furniture, your appliances, your television, your food, all your clothes, all the other stuff that you have that's inside of there. It's not only that stuff, but it's also the stuff that's outside the house. Like anything that's kind of movable. Think about the things that are movable, that belong to you. Uh, that's what's going to be included in this. So, so whenever you think about inside the house, think about things like your clothes, your Uh, your television, uh, your furniture and other things like that whenever you're thinking outside the house think about things like maybe outside toys that maybe your children have or outside furniture uh, patio furniture you know maybe think about maybe think about like your lawnmower or other tools that you would have outside all these different things are still going to fall underneath contents or your personal property depending on how your policy is labeled, or also how the conversation goes with the agent that you're talking with. Uh, the next piece of it is going to be your outbuildings. Now, your outbuildings, or or other structures. Sometimes they refer to it as this is the stuff that's not attached to your house. You know, think about fences, uh, uh, decks that are not attached to the house, or think about uh, outbuildings such as a shed or a or a a she shed or whatever that may be, those different things like a trellis or arbor or all these other things, that's gonna fall underneath this coverage called other structures. Um, The next thing is gonna be loss of use. Now, this the loss of use is something that is misunderstood by a lot of people and they don't really understand how big of a coverage this is and how important it is to have this in your homeowner policy. Uh, That coverage, is a coverage that gives you additional expenses or or provides you with money to provide additional living expenses for you or pay for them that you have because you're displaced from your home now that's a lot that is said let me break it down like this let's say that you have a claim at your house let's say that a tree falls on your house falls in your living room does massive damage to the roof uh, the structure, integrity of the roof has been compromised and there's a lot of work that's got to be done. You've got to, for the next three months, because it's going to take you three months to fix it, you've got to figure out somewhere else to live. Well, what do you do? What are you going to do with you and your family? Where are you going to bring them? You know, What about the additional cost to live? Now you've got to eat out more. You know, you've know, got to travel further, to go back and forth to work or to school or whatever else. What are you going to do? You, know, you don't want to just take that money out of your savings and start using it for that. You don't want to go and just stay in a hotel, that's expensive. You don't really want to stay with family because, you know, weekend's fine, but for three months? Do you really want to live with your family for three months? I don't think you do. Um, Well, this coverage will provide for you all the additional expenses that you have during this time your home is being repaired. Because look, you face it, you're going to have costs for wherever you're going to stay additional food costs, additional fuel costs, all these different things while at the same time, you still have your regular living expenses that are already going on because you already own a house, right? You already have utilities there, right? You have taxes, all the other stuff. You you already have that. You also have insurance on that, right? You still have those expenses going on. They don't stop just because you can't live there for three months and it's being fixed. You've got those expenses plus these new expenses because you're displaced because it's a covered claim. Now it's got to be a covered claim and it's gonna pay for all those additional living expenses just make sure you talk with your adjuster at the time and uh, you know as long as it's reasonable uh, they'll take care of those things for you. Excellent coverage to have in there. Each one of these first different coverages that I've talked about they're all a ratio or percentage based off of whatever your uh, home coverage is you know whatever the dwelling limit is so you know it's uh, either 50% 20% or 10% based off of whatever that coverage a amount is coverage a is just the technical term in the policy it doesn't sound very technical right but anyway it is the, the technical terms that we use to refer to the dwelling limit so the dwelling limit is X amount of money everything else is gonna be some percentage of that uh, to determine what they are but you can increase them you can't really decrease them it doesn't save you any money but you can increase them for an additional charge and you may possibly need those. Uh, let's uh, let's go on to the other two different uh, pieces of, of coverage that are inside of the policy, and that is medical payments and then also liability. Uh, liability is one of the most important parts of this policy. Liability is that thing that's going to help protect your assets. Uh, if someone brings some sort of a claim against you, a lawsuit, uh, they sue you, they say that you did something or you or you hurt them, or you did some sort of damage to them, uh, that's going to come underneath the liability insurance. Uh, you know, that's going to apply to you whether you're at your home or somewhere else. If you're going on a vacation, that liability follows you, you know, wherever it is that you go inside of the United States. Um, that is the thing that's going to provide for you legal counsel if you get sued. You know, here, here's the scenario. You know, let's say that you get sued by somebody. They say that you did something to them. Whether, the, the, whether you actually did or didn't isn't the point. The point is, because they have brought suit against you and have hired an attorney, you have to de- then defend yourself. Now, you can go and defend yourself if you like to, but it's probably not gonna work out too good for you. The people that this other person has hired is a trained attorney. Attorneys are trained in law, they're trained to argue and to win. They are very good at doing that. You may be good at arguing with your friends and even your family but you don't do it for a living. They do. You need to have an attorney to defend you against these allegations this person is going to bring against you. So you need liability insurance so that they can get you an attorney that can then defend you uh, in that situation. Excellent coverage to have. You don't want to uh, have lower limits than you need to there. Uh, the next thing is going to be medical payments. Medical payments is a no-fault coverage. Uh, so like if someone got hurt at your home, they didn't have another option to take care of the medical bills, then you can choose this uh, this to apply towards that. It is a uh, no-fault coverage, meaning you don't have to be at fault. And usually these limits are going to be much less, you know, it's anywhere from I've seen anywhere from five hundred dollars to ten thousand dollars, maybe even $20,000 or fifty thousand dollars on this limit. These are going to be much smaller limits than your liability limit will be. Um, Let's talk about the next thing, which is perils. Um, Now, perils are the things that are covered against or the things that act as a trigger to make your policy respond. Um, it's a long list of those different things and depending on the type of policy you have it's going to be either something called basic, broad, or special. Uh, special is the best, basic is the worst, and broad is right there in the middle. But what you really want is special. Um, the other two are going to exclude different things such as like falling objects like a tree falling on your house in the example I gave earlier. It's also going to exclude accidental discharge of water. Well, guess what? Are the two, the number one and number two claim scenarios are are discharge of water and falling objects, tree falling on your house. Those are two of the main things. Other than like hail damage, um, you know, you want to make sure your home is covered for those two things. It's a good chance you're going to have a claim based off of one of two, those two things. So make sure that you have that. Go ahead and opt for special if you don't have it in your policy now. Um, the next part of it is going to be deductibles. Uh, a deductible is the thing that you're responsible for. This is going to be on the property section, not on the liability. Liability typically does not have a deductible. On a standard homeowner policy, uh, it does not have a deductible uh, unless that's something that you opt for for maybe like either on a um, high net worth client policy or a ENS market. Uh, I'm not going to get into what ENS markets mean, but uh, if you're not a high net worth and you see a deductible on your liability, you really need to shop for another policy. Um, so the deductible is going to be, is going to have a couple things. One of it is going to help lower the premium uh, that you got to pay for your policy, the cost of the policy. The second thing is it's going to, it's going to eliminate those really, lar- uh, really small claims that you might would have that you would wa- want to file. You don't need to file claims that are $500 or $1,000. You need to just pay those out of your pocket. Uh, it's going to pay off in the long run for you to just take care of those things yourself. Um, sometimes you will see a dollar deductible. Sometimes you'll see a percentage deductible. Depending on where you live, those deductibles may be one or the other. Understand that in most places, you can have a dollar deductible and also have just a all-perils deductible, and you don't have to have a separate deductible. The separate deductibles I'm talking about are, it may be either wind or hail, earthquake, um, tropical storm, name storm, or hurricane. Those are different deductibles that you may see on your policy depending on where you live. Now, you may be able to get a a, a, uh, more attractive deductible, but just understand there may be a cost associated with that. what those different deductibles mean is that's a separate deductible that applies for those specific things such as wind or hail versus an all perils deductible which is going to apply to everything else such as water discharge, falling objects, fire, or whatever else. So just know that those may be there. Um, uh, make sure that you've checked your policy to see if you have one of those or not. If you need any assistance with that, please you know, let us know. we would be glad to look at that with you. Uh, Also, ask ask your insurance agent. They should have made you well aware of these different deductibles because sometimes they can be rather large. Sometimes, you know, two, three, four, or five percent of whatever dwelling A amount is. When I say five percent, I'm meaning, like, for instance, if your home is insured for a hundred thousand for the dwelling, make this math simple. Uh, that would mean you would have a if you have a 5% deductible it would mean you have a $5,000 deductible for that specific peril uh, you probably have other options um, so once you you know make sure that you do look at those other options uh, the next thing is going to be the evaluation that's that's a word that just basically means this is how they're going to pay you um, they're going to pay you based off of one or two ways either one it's going to be replacement cost. That's the best. Replacement cost is the best. That means they will, they are going to pay you for brand new stuff for your used stuff. Uh, you, yes, you heard that right. For whatever, uh, whatever used stuff you have that gets damaged, they will re- buy They will replace it with brand new stuff. So, you have a TV. Let's say that it's five years old. Okay, well that's depreciated, right? You can't sell that for whatever you paid for it. Um, Uh, So if the policy is not endorsed to show replacement costs, they're going to take what it would cost to buy a brand new one Minus depreciation and give you that amount which is not going to be enough to buy you a brand new one Um, Replacement cost is the better option ACV or actual cash value means they depreciate now the thing you didn't hear me say was market value We do not insure uh, property for market value why? because market values change. Replacement cost does too, but market values change and those are going to not, maybe not match up with what it would cost to build that house in that area. Um, examples are you know, if you're in a prime location, maybe waterfront or something like that or a really preferred location, the market value is gonna be driven higher because of the demand, right? Uh, so you, it it may cost you two tons or maybe a time and a half or, uh, or even just 25% more to buy that same home there as it would be inside of the city limits somewhere else, just in a regular neighborhood. It's going to cost the same thing to build that house, whichever location it is that you build, it's just it's going to cost more to buy the one in the preferred location. So keep that in mind. Um, that's why we insure it for what the replacement cost is, what it would cost to rebuild that home. Because also remember, if you have damage to that home, you need to know you've got enough insurance to fix it for, you know, to fix it and not have to come out of pocket with any of that. You know, the example I gave was about a home in a preferred location. Well, what if the property values in your, in your area decline? I mean, that could happen. Uh, maybe you have a factory in your town, and all of a sudden they closed, and the market and the market goes—you uh, know—the market value of your home, you know, goes down. It's still going to cost the same thing to rebuild it as it did before. So even though the market value, what you would pay for your house may be less than it costs to rebuild it, you still need to make sure that you insure it for what it would cost to rebuild it, because if something happens, you need to fix it or rebuild it. Um, Let's talk about a little bit about exclusions, and then we'll talk a little bit about costs. So, so there's some really big exclusions in the policy that you may not be aware of that you really need to be aware of. I'm gonna tell you about them and tell you how you can address them. The first thing is flood. Um, Almost everywhere in the United States, there's a potential for flood, Um, either by uh, just excessive rain or ice dams or just uh, damming up a river or All kinds of different things can happen, or just low-lying areas also. Flooding can happen almost anywhere. It is absolutely not covered by your homeowner insurance policy. That is something you buy as a separate policy, um, either through the National Flood Insurance Program or through one of the um, private markets that also offers a policy. Uh, Depending on where you're buying your home, you may be required by your mortgage company to buy flood insurance. If you are, just make sure you talk to your insurance agent about it. There's some different options that you, can, that you can do and also some different things you can do to maybe lower the cost on that somewhat by getting such as a elevation certificate. So just talk to your agent. They'll give you some direction. Um, next thing is going to be earthquake coverage. Uh, that's excluded underneath your homeowner policy. Sometimes you can buy it as an endorsement to your policy. Sometimes it has to be bought separately. Sometimes it has to be bought through the federal government or the state uh, government in your area. Uh, the next thing is going to be sewer backup. Uh, you know earlier I said something about water, water damage, accidental discharge of water being covered. You know that, that completely is, but what we're talking about here is where water backs up from your drains or from your sewer. Um, that is not typically covered automatically underneath a homeowner policy. Uh, depending on the carrier, they may include some degree of coverage, but it is, this is an endorsement or an addition to your policy. So that's, make sure you have that conversation with your agent that uh, you want sewer backup coverage included in your policy. Uh, another thing is going to be maintenance. Uh, your policy is not a maintenance policy. Uh, there are those type of policies you can buy that are not truly insurance. they're really a maintenance um, a product. But you know if, if you know, an example would be you have a claim you have damage uh, to the interior of your house because your roof is leaking. Uh, the adjuster is going to come take a look at it and they determine that it's just, your roof is just old. They're not going to cover that because that was a maintenance issue. Now if you have hail damage to it or wind damage to it that, that you know, damages that roof and then causes leaking from the rain, they're going to give you coverage for that. But if it's a maintenance issue, none of the policies are going to give you coverage for that. That's something that you're going to be responsible for um, is that maintenance. So... So let's talk about costs. I know that's the big question, right? How much is this going to cost me? Uh, You've already gone through the process of, uh, you know, you talk to your loan, uh, your mortgage lender. They're working up uh, the different parameters. They may have given you a ballpark of what the premium is going to be, but you really need to know what that cost is going to be, so that way you can uh, know what your budget is going to look like, right? Well, the cost is going to be really all over the place. I mean, it could be anywhere from a few hundred dollars to several thousands of dollars and that's going to depend on a lot of different things but here's the here's the three number uh, here's the three biggest things you need to know about that are going to affect what the cost of your insurance is First thing is going to be just how much house are you buying you know the more uh, the more the coverage is on your dwelling the larger that amount is the more uh, the more it's going to case, take to rebuild your home, the more you're gonna pay for premium, you know, you're gonna pay more for a house that's a million dollars versus a house that's three hundred thousand. You just are. Uh, the second thing is going to be the location. Depending on where your house is located, it's going to be more or less. Typically, inside the city limits, uh, if it's a good protection class rating or they have a, a really good fire department and police department, typically you go pay pay less for that insurance there than you are in going to be in a more rural rural area where they don't have the protection like you do inside the city limits. Uh, The next thing is going to be credit. Uh, The fact is that insurance companies use credit. That's one of the things that they they look at to determine uh, how much you're going to pay for your insurance. The thought is is that if you're, if you are taking care of your credit and your money, that if you're um, you know being uh, watchful with it and be taking care of that, that that's gonna to translate to other areas in your life. And one of those areas is gonna be how well you take a, take care of your property to make sure that you don't have some sort of issue. So, like it or not, credit is one of those things that they look at. The better the credit, the lower your premium is gonna be. It's just one of those facts, like it or not, it just, that's one of those things. You know, there are some other things that you can do, but that's really the primary three things that are gonna affect your costs for your insurance. Some other things are gonna be how much you choose for your deductible, liability limits um, also your uh, you, you know if you have any sort of security system uh, or if you have a sprinkler system and then um, and then there's just a few other random things that you can do but also your claims history is going to have some degree of effect on that too so but that's the different things that are gonna affect it Look, I hope this talk has helped you to you know to know what you need to know whenever you're buying your homeowner insurance and understand the different parts and what you need to be watching for um, the Uh, you know one of the things I just I want to touch back on is your liability limit and your dwelling limit you know keep in mind that the number one job for your insurance is to protect your assets you want the insurance to protect you so that if something happens you don't have to pay out-of-pocket for a claim or you don't have to pay out-of-pocket because you didn't have enough insurance because all limit all insurance policies have limits once those limits are done the insurance company is also done And then who picks up the check after that is going to be you. So you need to make sure either you've got a lot of money to take care of that or you've got adequate liability limits. Um, It's cheaper to do the adequate liability limits than to worry about coming with that out of your pocket. So just take that route. Thanks for listening in. I hope this episode has helped you make better decisions about your insurance. If your insurance agent is not having these sort of conversations with you, then maybe it's time for you to find a new independent insurance agent.